Hi everyone, my name is Sarah Roberts. I will be playing Lucy, the changeling Magus, who is currently playing Kyra. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'll be playing Anthony Silverhorn and Julian, his companion. Well, howdy there, y'all. Hi, everybody. I'm RJ. Today I'll be playing Titus. We both go by he, him. He's a ranger. I'm a menace. Hello, everyone. My name is Robin, and I shall be playing Annalise, the half-elven Bart. And that leaves me. Hi, everyone. My name is Satan, and I'll be your GM for today. Last we left off, our intrepid band of adventurers had... They had investigated the place where the thieves hideout used to be, only to be met with a blackened stain of earth with bubbly and roiling mud and snakes, deciding that retreating alive and fighting another day was better than dying there. Darla and a few other construction workers and Marcella all agreed to help. Eventually, everybody decided to take a long night's rest before dealing with the battle again. And... So with that, we're going to jump right back in as it is the next morning. You guys have long rested. The morning light comes in. It's a bit groggy. The clouds are covering the sun and it's ominous. Seems like the skies know what is about to come today. As you wake up, who would wake up first? Anthony would already be awake. He's... <laughs> he only sleeps four hours a night, so he'd be up and kind of sitting outside in, uh, if there's a bench outside the bar. The, there's a bench right next to the tavern that you can sit, no issues. He's, he's kind of sat out there. He has a his potions book, and he has written out several formulas. And he's gone to the blacksmith just to see if there's like little gnome armor. Because he's had this um, kind of mental breakthrough of how to pull things together and make Julian a little more stable. Mm -hmm. You can definitely uh, go to the blacksmith. She is awake early in the morning. Earlier than usual, uh, even though work starts early for them as they are smithing and they want to take advantage of the sun, but it seems that they have not been able to sleep well that night. But as you come in, they greet you with the curt hi, I'll be right with you, and, but eventually turn to you. How can I help you? I need small-ish armor. Gnome inside? Small? Vistra gets a confused look as she looks you over. It's, it's, it's not for me. I, I was about to say. Um, no Mishammer, I probably have a few uh, things set up. Nothing too fancy, though. I don't need fancy. I just need, um, I just need something. It doesn't have to match. It, in fact, none of it has to actually match. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, when do you want this by? I could probably rang up through my inventory, see what I have. Soon as possible. This is for your, uh, your fight. Yes. Ah. Give me, uh, give me a few minutes and I'll be able to give you something, eh? 
Yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be the best. It just it needs to be body like. That's all. Body like. I'm not gonna ask what you're uh, what Don't you're up to, it. but yeah, I won't. I've not survived this long by sticking my nose in places uh, it doesn't belong. Uh, and you see her kind of rummaging through these big crates that she has on the side of the the building. And as you look in, it's there's a bit of a familiar feeling to your old workshop as you used to do some minor smithing there for your creations. But the tools hanging off the wall, the work tables, the smell of the smelter and the fire going, the air here kind of just reminds you of those days that used to be spent locked up in your office for lack of a better word takes a few minutes but as she's going through you see her take out a gauntlet and a brace and a leg brace and a chest plate and a helmet and they're all slightly different some have a more bronzy color others have a more steel like that gray color it's a bit of a mismatch she eventually takes out what she has like i usually don't sell uh, full armor here. Usually people just ask for repairs or replacements for certain parts. So this is what I have. But that, but that works. Um, it's Yeah, no, that works. It's beautiful, by the way. Ah, thank you. Not my best work, but something that will, I think, sustain what it is that you want to do. Pauses and pulls out Julian and it's like, yeah, that'll work. Oh, that is a interesting little experiment there. He's not an experiment. He's a person. Right. Well, I'm assuming you want to put him into this and she'll point to the mismatch armor. He kind of nods and pats his pockets for a chisel and says, may I just need the it's a binding. Uh, he goes over to the inside of the armor's kind of like clavicle area. My workstation is your workstation. Feel free. Thank you. And he kind of sets Julian down and kind of does what looks to be old binding ruins because he doesn't really know the translation. But he figures it's good enough to work for now until he finds something a bit more permanent. You can definitely get it working together. Uh, usually they have leather straps to help put it together and kind of strap it against the person. But since there's no actual body, it kind of shakes a bit as they move, but you're able to at least attach straps from one piece to the other piece um, a bit haphazardly with the time that you have, but it works. When he's finished, he kind of steps back, looks to the smith and says, this is great, actually. I'm really happy about this. You did kind of pats your shoulders awkwardly, picks up the Julian armor bot and sets him down on the ground. Uh, you see that as you set Julian down, it, there is a rattle. Uh, as you set him down and like kind of falls in just a heap of armor at first. But as you kind of call to them, you see the energy glow and the legs are kind of like twisted and bent a little bit of the wrong way and everything's kind of rattly and shaky but it is moving you see as the light coming from Julian's almost trying to fill out the space inside this armor 
he's almost trying to get comfortable. I think there's just this very proud moment that Andy's like, yes, this is perfect. You've never heard Julian speak before, but you do get senses from them and know the sense of them getting comfortable and you get a sense of like interest and excitement for something new. He's just ecstatic and looks to Smith. I'll pay you later. Trust me, you're doing us a big favor fighting whatever it is that is out there. It's you can have it. Thanks. Uh, Anthony just kind of picks Julian up and very it's heavy. Armor is heavy, even gnome size. So it can be a little heavy and it's almost like carrying a ractal that just shakes everywhere. It's a very awkward moment leaving the smith and going back to the bench to resume, waiting for the morning to finish out his formulas and just kind of letting Julian explore the little pathway between the bar and the uh, general store. Just, But I think after a while, I think anything baby leashes him just so he doesn't wander off. The, the clanging of the armor becomes familiar to you pretty quickly as Julian's kind of trying to get their footing in this new body. Then we see the camera kind of pan from you and Julian back to the inside of the tavern. And Annalise, even though you were passed out in the bar, you get woken up relatively early by the sound of of glass clanking and bubbling and mixing and footsteps as Darla is behind the bar, just experimenting. And eventually you feel a small pat on your back. Time to wake Uh. up. Oh, that was um like most most comfortable bar I have ever fallen asleep on. She'll kind of like look up to see like Darla and just be like, like it's it's a really really nice bar. Like, what is is this mahogany? It must be something nice. It's like it's like not too hard, but not too soft. Does not smell bad. You got nice 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 bar. Thanks. I clean it. That's good. Cleaning is good. Like you know, someone has to do it, right? Yeah, it's me. I don't like sticky surfaces, and these tend to get. Uh, I hate sticky. sticky things. Like you know, it's just like ugh, sticky. Don't like it at all. Are you always this chatty when you wake up? I don't know. I've never had a conversation with myself when I woke up, so probably, probably am hmm. quite chatty. Yes. Um. Do I? I guess. What what time is it? It seems early. Is it early? It's about the... Um, she looks out the window. I would say maybe around six o'clock. Oh, Trying wow. to get early. I don't think I've seen six o'clock before. Cool. So this is what it's like. It's a bit dark. You're not an early riser, are you? I'm really not an early riser. All right. Well, you stay there. Would you like something to eat? Uh, well, yes, I mean, I'm up now. I could I could give you a hand. You want a hand? There's just a look that goes up and down and says, For me? Sure. What, what would you like me to do? Are you any good at cooking? I'm not bad at cooking, actually. All right, well, the kitchen's there if you want to start on some eggs. Ah, perfect. To make you best eggs you've ever had. I'm holding you to that. To climb down from the stool and I kind of like 
shake herself off and um yeah she'll head around to the kitchen and she'll start kind of like getting her fuel for the place and everything having a look around and kind of like you know going from there and then she'll she'll start cooking cooking breakfast you can start cooking breakfast what about the rest of you um lucy's historically an early riser she'll go and find the foreman of the construction crew It's not hard to find the room that they're in. Uh, You do hear talking and grumbling inside the room. And as you knock on the door, there's a pause of voices and you see this dwarven man with a full beard braided, tied back hair. Hi. Oh, good morning. I, I hope I wasn't disturbing you. No, you're all right. How can I help you? Um... I was actually wondering if I could hire you. Um, I can pay, well, I think I can pay in advance, but um, I broke the shop's window the other night when all the snakes attacked and I wanted to cover repairs as, as a gift for the shop owner. Um, would you would you mind taking on the job? We can do that, no problem. Uh, if we survive what we're about to <laughs> do, obviously. I'm hoping we all survive. I don't see why we wouldn't. Right. Um, me and, uh, my, uh, co-worker will be helping you guys fight whatever it is that you're trying to fight. Giant snakes. A hand with an eyeball, apparently. Well, you know what? If nothing, it'll be a great experience. But I'm not sure that's the word that I would use to describe the experience. Um, how much do you think you'll need? For the shop window, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, is it like fully like broken off the walls or wood repairs? It's just glass. Uh, what? How much damage did Lucy do to the window? I would say it's some uh, in like the framework on the inside that holds the glass and then the glass itself. Okay, she'll describe what the damage was to it. Oh, that should be a quick fix. Uh, five gold. Here you go. Thank you so much. Uh, she'll actually give them seven. Oh, thank you, Lass. She'll head down to go find Anthony and get ready. The door closes. You hear the talking again as you walk away. Anthony is not in the tavern itself, but you hear a suspicious clanging outside. Yeah, she'll follow the sounds and then go wait near him. She doesn't have anything in particular to say. That's just who she needs to keep tabs on. Pettis has been up a little bit earlier than normal working on his arm. He had an idea for something to improve its functionality. And as he's walking down the stairs, the um, basically the paneling of the arm is sliding back into place as he balls a fist and just make sure the range of motion is there. He is going to go to the blacksmith real quick to pick up a short sword because a dagger just don't cut it these days. Much like Anthony when he walked in, you get a very curt hello, I'll be right with you, as Vistra is working on something. The ambiance of a smithy is a little familiar to you with working with Anthony, but eventually Vistra turns back and says, Hello. Well, hello there. Uh, not Sorry, this isn't what I normally do in the mornings, but um, I'm going to need a weapon. I'd say you're armed enough, but sure, what do you need? Short sword. Uh, I have plenty of arms, just nothing that hits above the weight class of a giant serpent and eyeball with being held by a hand. You know, 
sometimes um, I'd like to think that I want details of certain things, but honestly, I don't even want to get involved in what is happening right now. Um, so a short sword. If you do have one. Do you need anything fancy or just something to swing with? Whatever you have on hand. Uh, she gives you a wink and then turns around to look at a rack of weapons. And she takes a sword, short sword, uh, looks at it, kind of spins it in her hand, and flips it to hand you the uh, pommel end of it. Try that on for size. You'll gently take it from her, take a step back so he's not swinging at her, and give it a couple of practice slashes in the air. You do some good work. That I do know. If things do go south for us out there, I do highly recommend packing up shop and running. Trust me, that's been on my mind. <laughs> it is an option, but um, it's only Darla, um, me and Rasha that are the main people in this small area. And uh, we kind of stick together. So you best take care of my girl out there. I'll do my best. I trust that she can take care of herself, but I don't know what you're all getting involved in. And uh, giant hand with an eyeball it does not sound great. No, it, it does not. It's actually quite terrifying. Um, I saw it eat one of the snakes, if you could believe that. Sorry, that's a lot more information than you actually needed. Are the snakes like regular size or like? They're pretty big, yes. Oh. They shoot lightning. It's very um, oh weird. Uh, That's why that I suggest is... you run. He's okay. going to put a pouch in the off chance. Call it a starter fund for your next adventure. Well, aren't you sweet? Eh. I try to help people where I can. And here I thought, thinking I was special. She grabs the pouch Oh, you're special, all right. Just wouldn't give money up for anyone. <laughs> I appreciate it, and I won't say no. I'm a merchant by blood, so don't let this investment go to waste. He um, sheaths the short sword and gives a wave over his shoulder as he heads back out. You head back out, uh, and as you're leaving the blacksmith, you see... Marcella coming out of the caravan that's parked next to the half-built uh, uh, building that's next to the general store. And she actually waves you over. Yeah, just a quick jog, hand on the pommel. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have something for you. Oh? Yes, um... One second. And she goes inside and she comes out with this uh, long box. And as she opens it, Titus, describe to me the bow that you used before everything went awry. What does your family bow look like? It is made of ashen to you. It is supple but strong. It doesn't have the uh, the bowstring attached because you don't store it that way. But he will gingerly pick it up, and along the grip there is this elegant wooden carving of a falcon in flight. Or it'd be a red-tailed hawk because red hair. 
the wood has been oiled and taken care of. The metal bits have been polished and cleaned. And it looks as good as is, as it did in its prime. I was wondering where that got off to. It's one of the few things that survived and I was able to pull some strings, so to speak, and uh, get it here quickly. He'll accept from where like Anthony and Lucy are standing. You see him just press it close to his chest. This means a lot more than you think. Those are always your thing. It's better off with you anyway. Thank you. She nods her head. Well, um, are we all ready for the day? He'll turn. Shall we get moseying then? Waiting on you. Are you done flirting or are you still going to continue? We can continue standing here to watch, honestly. You should get better material. It's rather boring. Gillian's going to keep picking flowers if you, you know, stand there. Titus presses the bow into the ground and leans on it slightly as he starts threading it, uh, like stringing it. Mm hmm. Oh, ha ha. Very funny. If you want, I can go out ahead and scout. Not a bad Catch. idea. Do you need someone to go with you? Go get a meal inside of you. Hmm. I'll be here waiting. I put Julian in our tent suit, um, iron suit. I thought you just adopted a very small person. You know, I wouldn't be out of the wheelhouse I keep, but no, he's in there. It's him. It's, hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with him right now, but he's alive. He's he's walking. Do not let him off that child leash unless he's in battle. Lucy's going to go over to him and like squat down in front of him and just tap tap on the forehead hear the resounding echo as the armor itself is empty technically no I can definitely tell that he's one of your creations he's just like you now now soon screams from Anthony's shoulder we are all very intelligent soon's very angry at that accusation and I think Julian's a toddler now Lucy just looks up and winks, looks up at Soon specifically and winks at him. Don't worry, I know you're the brains of the operation, little friend. And least my dear, is there any toast and eggs? I need breakfast on the go. As it so happens, there is toast and eggs. Here you go. <laughs> Eggies in the basket? My favorite. Is there beans, eggs and beans and toast? <laughs> I want... Anthony wanders in. Sausage, too. Goes off to bother the kitchen again. A refined palate on that one. Titus, toast in mouth, starts to leave the town towards the uh, the battlefield. Titus. Yeah. Describe to me your scouting. Titus is casually walking and eating his toast as he hits the the border of the town, you know, where it's like the welcome to the crossroads. And he licks his thumb for a moment before sighing and like wiping away the crumbs on his um, his armor. 
he inhales and then takes a three-point sprinter stance before running into the forest. There is a natural motion to uh, the way he runs as he, like, ducks around trees, slides under branches. Um, When he gets close enough, he begins to scale a tree. And as he gets high enough to see into the clearing that once had the bandit's um, house, just leans back against the uh, trunk so he can scout or, like, view without, you know, swaying too much. You notice that the sky seems to darken on top of this area and the difference in lighting between the previous night and this morning is very little. Make me a perception check. A 20. Titus is an expertly trained perception person. As you look and you place visual markers in your mind to where you were before, where things happen, you can tell the darkened ground has spread beyond the previous border. It is not noticeable to many as it has not spread a whole lot, but there is that subtle one to three foot spread of the area. The dark, darkened earth is still roiling and this lightning is still coming off of the central orb that uh, swirls with magic. And wherever the lightning hits, you see the ground bubbling and roiling even more, almost like lava. How far away would you say this roiling is? Probably a good 70 to 80 feet away. Titus will pull out his bow from where he is and kind of just let loose an arrow into the um, into the ground, essentially, just to test things out. Like, is there going to be a reaction from the orb if something steps or an impact is made within um, this roiling mass? Are the snakes going to investigate, et cetera, et cetera? He's going to focus on the edges for now. Okay, you see that the edges are much more solid than the center of this area. Even though it it does hit uh, near the edge, you see some of the rolling start moving uh, towards where you hit, and eventually the ground kind of swallows the arrow. Well, that's not good. And you see some of that prismatic light that you saw before underneath this blackened earth. He's going to fire one more arrow where the ground is less stable, where more of the um, roiling is. He's not going to attack the orb because that might be bad for him. While the first shot, the, the, the arrowhead had sunken in, you can only catch this in a split second as the earth almost immediately opens up to swallow it. Much more violently than at the edges. That's definitely not good. Are there any snakes still roaming about? You see some slithering. It's very hard to kind of tell the difference between the black earth and the black snakes. But you, with that 20, you do see some slithering happening in the ground. He will hook a a grappling hook to the branch that he is on and just slide down the rope before retrieving it and heading back to town. 
while this is happening, is there anything else that anybody else is doing to prepare? Okay. No, I don't think so. So as you all eat breakfast, Darla does put out a package and there is a few red bottles that she starts handing out uh, and each of you get a lesser healing potion. She puts it out and says, this uh, gift from Russia. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I love these. These are like the best. Like it's pretty rubbish when you have to use them, but like in general, they're the best. They're made so that you can pop the cork open pretty quickly and just down it. Just kind of pop off. But um, as you're all eating, everyone starts heading down. You see the foreman, who is this uh, stocky dwarf with a big braided beard. And you see a bow on their back. And the other one is this quite tall half-orc that has a scar over one eye that's slightly cloudy. They kind of stay quiet as the foreman speaks and says, Well, we're here to fight with you. Anything that we should know before we head out? We're waiting for Titus to get back. He's scouting ahead. All right. Uh, any of you from uh, Kalish or associated with the government? Uh, Does that matter? Uh, and he looks at the half-orc who looks back at him. A bit. Yeah. A little? Why? Hmm. How do you feel about magic users? Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's completely fine. He taps the chest up there. He says, see, I told you. It's fine. And they just give a sheepish grin. I think considering the the political, the social political state of the world, I think that is a uh, a fair question to ask. You know, of course it is a fair question. I mean, like it's pretty pretty scary out there. But you have nothing to fear here. We do not care for what they are doing currently in Kalish. And uh, tear down the monuments of men. Ah, I like you. I like that one. Okay. Uh, and as you're kind of talking, um, eventually, Titus, you get back as everyone's kind of gathered at the tavern. Oh, good. I don't have to repeat myself. No, you should do it anyways. Serious time. Only serious. Ever serious. I'm very serious. Anthony, shush. What is it, Titus? The area surrounding our target is a essentially a bog. Taking a step too far in might cause things to get sticky for you. I've launched a couple of arrows into it, and it seems to be attracted to anything impacting on the surface. Was it the same thing that Anthony and I were near? Prismatic? Yes. Prismatic. There, there seems to be a sort of growth that's spreading from it now. What do you think it is? Do you think it's a news? Lucy looks over to Anthony. Honestly, um, the orb itself is fiendish. It could be mm -hmm. spawning primordial ooze, but I honestly don't know. All right. Um, how many snakes were there? Has it spawned anymore? 
It was hard to tell. They're using the bog that's surrounding our target as a sort of cover, but I would assume that there's at least the four that we encountered, if not more. All right. We know that they shoot lightning, and Darla gave us these. Shakes the potion. That should help, yeah. I have a proposition, if anyone's willing to hear it out. Tell us. Might want to split into two, then. People handle the snakes, because that sort of attack adds up over time. And another group to focus down the orb. There are structures that we can use to avoid fighting in the bog, but integrity-wise, I doubt they would hold for too long. All right, well... We could definitely try that. We could also just surround the area in a circle and attack from all sides. Add the donut approach, I like that one. If they have one group to aim for, then they have one group to hit with that lightning strike. It was able to hit more than one of us, wasn't it? Uh, if you... We should probably fan out then, no one stand too far behind another person. What do you say it was? It looked like, what, maybe five feet? More or less. At an arm span. Mm. All right. No one get too close to one another then. Emotionally and physically. Uh, no promises there. Should we uh, have like a ranged and close range group or are we all splitting up separately? I think fanning out as much as we can would probably be the best. When you group together, it's too easy for them to come to you and hit the group. They have a rather um, long reach. <laughs> I just draws in the dirt so that he can show everyone where things are. You think I should test the waters with the eyeball, fire a couple of shots into it at the beginning of combat. I think we should worry about its defenses first. The snakes and whatever the ground is. And then fire in. If it's something explosive, it might work to our advantage, but at the same point, it could just start spawning more things, and then we just have a numbers game on our hands. All right. If possible, I'd like to draw some of the snakes out. Hmm. How far out? Enough where we can take one on without too much hassle. If we could thin the numbers before we actually get in there, then that's also pretty perfect. Annalise, can you do any illusions? I illusions. Um, let me, let me think. I don't, I mean, I could... Oh, uh, do you know what I could actually do? Is I could make like a, I could make like a sound. Um, which might might help actually. Uh, it's, I've only just been practicing it. I'm a little rusty at it, but uh, what I could do is I could take it's like an auditory illusion, and it um, it is quite loud, and I could range it anywhere. So it's quite good for drawing things out of places, maybe. Like a fart while you're hiding. That is one way to do it. That might draw too many of them at once, but it's a good idea to know. Anyone I mean, else? I also have a, um, like a, uh, how do you say it? Like a servant that's not seen very well, who might be able to help. 
an unseen servant. How much can it carry? I'm sure it was lifting 20 pounds and then like dragging 100, if I remember correctly. I wonder if we could get a bell. I was thinking that we could get some small game and have it, uh, wave it around in front of the snake. Try and draw it forward. That could work. I mean, like, yeah, like something like that. That might, and then we get like, you know, snakes out. But are we we just drawing the snakes out or do we want to draw them like into something? Like, like if, okay, okay. What if we were to make like a pit and then we could draw them into the pit and then they would all follow the game down and then they won't be able to get back out. I don't think we have enough time to draw, to build, to dig a pit. And I'm pretty sure snakes can climb. Yeah, that too. They can actually go straight up a wall. I've seen it. Yeah. They are wildly. True, but we could put them all into the pit and then we can like, you know, drop things in there. Like, I don't know, like set them all on fire or something. Or something less graphic. I think that's going to take more time than we have. If it's continuously spawning things, then we're racing against the clock. It's rapidly spreading as well. Satan, see when I was like, when I saw the hand before with the eye and everything in that room. Mm-hmm. If I was to really try and concentrate, was there anything else I kind of noticed about it at the time? Anything that could help us here or anything that was Anything about the hand itself? Like, like the, well, it looks like the entire room is like coming up. So like the hand, because like I know that the fingers are coming out of the ground and the eyeball, but also anything that was around it, because I'm going to make the assumption that's also kind of coming up with it. You did see part of the room was almost overgrowing with these very interesting mushrooms that you have not come across before and other than that you did see kind of like the alchemy tables and a little bit of the sacrifice table with what you saw at the moment and what you were focusing on that's about as much as you can recall yeah she'll she'll like share that with everyone making sure that she points out what was actually there around the hand at the time um, and she'll like describe the mushrooms as best she can, just in case anyone um, has come across those before. Um, but yeah. I roll a nature? Uh, yes, you can. Are you trained in Arcana, Annalise? Um, let me just check. May I also or roll occult. nature? Yes, you can. Got a 24. Sorry, untrained in both. Not 24, 28. You can kind of start seeing the telltale signs in your mind from this orb. Seems like it's a more organic thing and it could just be the tip of an iceberg. This kind of reminds you of something gone wrong. This kind of mixture of of oozes uh, that tend that this ground is almost turning into uh, either happen naturally or can happen as a result of magical or chemical inventions or experiments gone wrong. <laughs> Sits back and says, Titus has a point, but further on to that point, it's a bit of, um, when you mess with a natural order, especially with oozes, things can go wrong. And alchemical causes or even demonic or fiendish causes 
And I'm guessing if the person you asked to get rid of cult got rid of everything, I don't know if she took care to, you know, make sure everything was on above board. Whatever it is, I don't think that it was the intended outcome, so... No matter how it got to be like this, looks directly at Annalise, um... It's not a lot of problem to deal with, so we'll figure a way to get rid of it, I hope. But anyways, is there anything else that we need to cover before we go out? It's um, starting to get to brunch time and I'm worried about how many steaks have spawned. Now you've got the, now you've just gone and put the idea of brunch in my head. Why would you do that? I want brunch. Well, you can have it when we get back. It's not technically brunch, though, is it? I mean, if you want to continue to stay here and let the snakes attack again, that now that they're larger and oh, they're oozes. Calm and... down, calm down. Just, just like you know, yanking your chain. Okay, let's let's go. Let's 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 go fight some snakes. If we all survive, I make some mean mimosas. That sounds pretty good. Okay, that is the deal. We all survive. We come back here. We get really drunk. All right. If if it is magical nature, just be magic gone wrong could spark a chain reaction bigger than he kind of stands up. Wild magic in his conclusion to explain his train of thought and he goes towards the door. Could be. Hey, maybe we'll end up at the Fay Fair again. That was kind of fun. No, we are not getting another dog. I don't want he... another dog. This time I want a cat. No. As he you, want the to sword. A no. you can't tell me what to do. You're not even my real dad. He <laughs> makes a bunch of sounds at you as he heads out the door. Lucy's just walking directly behind Anthony, laughing as she says this. Eventually, you do filter out one by one. Marcella kind of takes the rear, and she's been quiet this entire time, just listening. Um, are you all going stealthily, or are you just going in? Titus wants to go stealthily. Mm-hmm. So will Lucy. I um, think stealth is good. You can roll stealth. Uh, it'll that stealth will also count for your uh, counterparts that you are controlling. Uh, Lucy rolls a twenty-seven for her and her companion. She will be rolling for uh, Dorath. Titus and Marcella. Um, as a practiced pair, uh, rolled a 32. Mo, it's coming with me. Um, so <laughs> uh, we rolled a 22 for our stealth. Uh, rolled a 23. I will give you all, because of your sneaking, a surprise round. Titus, you're up first. I'm going to activate my hunt prey ability, targeting the, the mass as my prey. Then I will activate my gravity weapon ability. The bow itself begins to glow and uh, Titus's bow arm is creaking. Finally, I attack with hunted shot, which is two shots at once. The first is a 24 to hit. That does not hit. Oh. As you see that your, your arrow goes in and seems to hit an invisible sphere that is around it but you do see cracks that formed in that instant. A 26 to hit? It's a natural 20. That does hit. 
Uh, nine points of damage. You see that arrow kind of pass through that uh, force field and hit this sphere. And you can tell by the way it impacts its fleshy in the sense of like more like a mush like mushroom flesh than that is like human flesh. You see the glow from its start and lightning arcs from it again and you start seeing some of these snakes pop up again as it hits as the lightning hits the ground. Lucy, it is your turn next. I believe this is a snake here. Mm-hmm. Uh she is going to use two actions to face bolt. Does a 20 hit the snake? A 20 does hit, yes. Okay, it will take uh, seven points force damage. Uh, And her last action will be... um, I believe it's going to be a hide action, but I'm going to just let you move forward with that because I'm going to go look up the rules. (laughs) Oh, take cover. She's going to take cover behind a tree. Okay. And we are going to move over to Darla. So, Anthony, what is Darla doing? Uh, Darla is... She in... She's going to take towards the snake in front of her, seeing that there is a secondary snake, but trusts her other companions to deal with that. She's making a ranged attack with her javelin. So she will throw the javelin, striking at it with a 19 to hit. A 19 just hits. Takes 15 damage as you see the javelin kind of, as you see the diamond just spear through the long serpentine body of the monster. Okay, she kind of makes a cry for joy as she goes to strike it again. Throwing another javelin heaving her arm back and lunging it forward. 18. 18 just misses. All right. She sees it go past and stick into the ground and just kind of growls at the snake. I'll be her. Okay, that will be her. And right after her, it is you, Anthony. Fantastic. What I'm going to do is grant overdrive to Julian. So let me make my crafting check real quick. 17. So that's not a critical success, but he still gets his, he still gets his bonuses. So I believe that Julian kind of wobbles forward towards this red snake, towards his eye and kind of just glares. (laughs) Probably if the snake's at his eye level. Uh, but he will make a strike with his fist towards the snake, raising it up, raising his newly metal formed hands down upon it. Julian strikes for 29. 29 does in fact hit. Roll me that. Damage. An additional two points of damage on top of this, so... 19 points of damage to this snake. And Julian will make another strike at it. Uh, 15. 15 does not hit, unfortunately. As Julian goes and misses the snake, uh, Anthony will have a sling out and just whip a uh, um, little 
rock at the snake. I miss this, the uh, bullet kind of just soars past and lands towards the orb, kind of plinks off into the ground. Yes, as Julian hits with the first bit, smashing part of the snake's body to the ground and going again to to put down the other his other fist against the earth, the snake moves, and at the same time you're trying to sling the stone. As the snake moves, it misses just narrowly. All right, and that's Anthony as he completes his movement, and Julian kind of rears up for an attack on the next round. Okay, perfect. Annalise, it is your turn. Okay, so Annalise is um, a bit of a distance away from her closest snake, the um, yellow snake. So she is like staring over at the snake from the bushes and she just sort of um, raises her hands as um, bits of debris and things, anything around her on the ground, stones, twigs, whatever, starts to raise up with her as she then plummets it towards the snake um, using animated assault. Hmm. Um, she needs the snake to make a um, basic reflex save. 20, non-natural. So in that case, she sort of like um, pricks up at all the sort of like um, bits of foliage around her and stuff and chucks it over there but the snake like just manages to avoid it as she sends all flying towards it and that will be her turn next we have Dorath uh, Dorath is going to cast the magic and lean around that tree that they're hiding behind uh, they are going to be casting Acid Arrow at the snake that is currently directly in front of Darla. And a 16 is not going to hit it, is it? No, it miss. It, it is a miss. Then they miss and they are going to uh, go back to hiding behind that tree to get that uh, uh, bonus to their AC. That will be their turn. Next up is Marcella. Marcella, with a nod to Titus, will skirt around him using a stride action and use her worn icon Embrace of Destiny on the green circled snake. Can I have a fortitude save, please? Yes, you can. Fifteen. The DC is 21. The snake is forced to move towards her. Okay, so it does. It moves right up to her. And then a rapier attack to them. Does a 20 hit? A 20 does hit. Four points of piercing. Okay, four points of piercing. So you see Marcella almost uh, taunt this thing as it is attracted to her and uh, slithers its way up to her and she strikes it. And last, we have Mo. What is Mo doing? Okay, okay. So Mo is going to send a hail of arrows towards the um, same yellow snake that Annalise was fighting. 13 for the first one. <laughs> 13 misses. 12 for the next one. <laughs> 12 misses. Oh, I can't even want a one and a two. Um, okay, okay, 
say um 16 26 27 for the third 27 one. does in fact it yes okay oh, that's great i'm happy about that <laughs> um and then the damage is that's uh six damage from my three arrows so as you all start this barrage of attacks, the battlefield awakens and we will go straight into full combat right after this break. Awesome. Don't go anywhere unless it's to grab a drink or grab a friend or go to hypegoblin.com forward slash events to check out this and other games like it on the channel. We will see you all in 10 minutes. Everybody wave. Bye. One. We are back, everybody. and We're back in combat. Let's get right into it, Satan. Okay, first up, we have Titus. We are back at the top of the round. Uh, Titus, can Titus yell over the din of fighting um, as a free action? There's some sort of force field around the mass. Focus the little ones. And he's going to start popping shots at the snake that Marcella is currently uh, engaging with. I'll use an action to move my hunt prey onto the snake and then use my uh, hunted shot ability for another action. Uh, 26 to hit on the first. 26 definitely hits. Uh, on the second, 23 to hit. 23 definitely hits. Dealing for 10 points of piercing for this one attack. I still have an action. Hunted Shot is a one action ability, so I'm going to hunt again at, I believe, minus eight this time for both shots. Okay, um, I don't think a 16 will hit. 16 um, will not hit. Will a 20 hit? A 20 does hit. For another six points of damage. Lucy, we are back to you. You are have greater cover. Uh, Lucy is going to cast a fleet step on herself to give her an extra 30 feet of movement. And uh, where soon has moved in, does it look state like stable ground? Uh, by the, the hand, yeah, that does look like more stable round. Okay, uh, then she is going to move in. And that will be her turn. Up next, Darla. What is Darla doing, Anthony? Darla is going to continue keeping her distance, but she's going to throw a javelin at the uh, ring, blue ringed snake. 19 just misses. Just misses. Let's see if I can hit it again or try to hit it again. And that's with my penalty. Uh, so a natural 24, 26 to hit this blue snake. That does hit. Uh, 14 points of damage. The snake has been skewered uh, by by Darla, and it is no more as it kind of uh, falls in a slithering riding mess and eventually just stays still and almost sinks back into the ground. All right, Darla's going to move to where that snake was to gather her javelins and then refocus towards this yellow snake on her next turn. Uh, next, it is this red snake's turn that is in front of Lucy and Julian. It will hit with a fang attack at Lucy. Does a 27 hit? It does. So you take 10 points of piercing damage as the snake attacks you. Uh, and then it is going to use its action to move away towards the center mass. 
And next it is the snake that is between Darla and uh, Annalise and Mo. So it is going to take its action to move and it is going to use two of its actions to do a lightning rattle. And I need uh, both Mo and Annalise to do a reflex saving throw. Uh, 21 for Annalise. Okay. 28 for Mo. 28 for Mo. So you both succeed. So you only take half. Take four points of lightning damage. Next, it is Anthony. So as Lucy kind of saddles up next to Julian and Julian's facing off with the snake, and Lucy gets hurt. Julian starts to almost rattle as if he's going to fall apart before a puff of like almost silvery glitter just emanates from him. And Lucy, you gain seven points of healing back. And as it kind of just filters around you and keeps kind of settling all over you in this horrible way that glitter does, you gain an additional 10 points of healing. That is just Julian, but he's still going to take an action to hit for a 24 on this red snake. 24 does hit, yeah. How does Julian want to do this? So Julian just kind of rattling, shaking, just spurting silver glitter everywhere as he kind of wanders into this bog, kind of picks the snake up and just hurls it out across the field and lets it hit against the wall and then turns to Lucy, puts up a thumb. Okay, and the snake is no more. All right, and Anthony makes one attack with his slingshot towards this green snake that's up against Marcella for a 22 to hit. That does hit. Three points of damage. Next, it is Annelise. Uh, she looks over towards the, um, the same snake that she's been attacking up until now, the yellow snake that appears to be moving away out to the um, edge of the map. And she is like, um, she's pretty annoyed at the snake and she's going to use Scorch and Blast. She's gonna like, um, look, she's gonna, gonna move out, she's gonna look over towards this yellow snake and she's gonna be like, oh, well, this snake is on fire. And she's gonna blast it up. 25. 25 does hit. Six points of fire damage. And then it says, for the remainder of your turn, you can blast targets within 30 feet with this fire by spending a single action. Mm, okay. Um, so can I do that two more times then to the same snake? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Oh, let's do it. Cool. Right. 22 to hit. That does in fact hit. 12 points of fire damage, 22 to hit. That definitely hits. Five points of fire damage. How do you want to do this? Oh, with style. Um, she is just, you know, putting out this fire. And then the last one, she's just going to kind of like, you know, play with her hands a little bit. Give a little wink over to the snake. I don't know why. And she's just going to engulf it in flames and let it sizzle out from end to end. You see the snake sizzle up in flames, and then as it, the flames start burning down, it's already blackened body, kind of spreads into ashes and seep into the ground. Dorath's turn. He's going to start moving amongst the trees to move further in at the 
snake uh, furthest out that hasn't really moved yet, he is going to use his Ray of Frost cantrip. Man, this guy just cannot hit. Never mind. No, he doesn't. It goes wide. Has not hit once in the two rounds of combat so far. That is going to be their turn. (laughs) But it's okay. The Freya Frost goes wide. Um, And that is their turn. And it is now that snake's turn. And that snake is going to do a, a lightning rattle towards Julian. So I need Julian to do a basic reflex save. Uh, 18. 18 does pass, so you only take half. So you see this lightning bolt just shoot out towards Julian from this snake. Eight points of lightning damage. And then this snake is going to take its action to move close to you, Anthony. Now it is Marcella's turn. She's going to attack three times. Uh, 28 to hit. Uh, 28 does definitely hit. For three points of damage on the first. The second attack is a 21 to hit. That hits. Six points of piercing damage on the second. How does Marcella do this? The snake tries to uh, strike out at her, but using the momentum, she kind of turns her rapier to the side to redirect the snakehead away from her before spinning around and then just st- running it through through the throat. And then she just takes a boot and kicks the snake off. So as Marcella does this, that is the end of this snake. As uh, so you see this cold expression come over her face as she finishes off this snake. Now it is Moe's turn. Seemingly there's only one snake left on the battlefield, but you still have this orb. Okay, so I'm gonna move 15 feet closer and then I'm gonna use the same attack again with the sort of like hail of arrows towards this uh, little snakey dude. Okay, so let's go for it. So first attack, um, oh, that's a nat 20. A... Not 20 in What's the game. total? What's the total? I don't know, but that's a 20. <laughs> um, 20, 31. 4, 5, 6. Double 6 is 12. At the 10. 16. 16 damage. Beautiful. You see the arrow. Uh, Mug walks with purpose and you see the arrow. At first, you you think it's going to get stopped by this force field, but it pierces right through and embeds itself into this mass. And you see lightning kind of um, shock from it, from the pain you think of this math. And it is. Yeah, that's a hefty hit. Cool. He's got two more. So I rolled a 15 that time, so 15, 25, 26 to hit. Does not hit. Let's go for the final one. I rolled 19 plus 10, 11, 19, 20, 30. That definitely goes through. Okay. And that is for five, six, seven points of damage. So we go back at the top of this round. You, with all of these, the ground around it roiling and moving, that prismatic light becoming much more violent as Earth starts moving, almost trying to take form and bubbling and rising up. Uh, Titus, it is up to you. After Marcella has dispatched the snakes, Titus has 
turned his head to her and it's the softest smile he can muster the look that she recognizes as, oh no he's going to do something dumb sorry but I'm gonna have to ask you to back me up on this one and he will use a two strides to get up to one of those masses 26 that's a natural uh, 36 that's a natural 20 oh sorry yeah. 30 natural 20 that is whether it's natural turn 20 or just 30 that is a critical uh it's gonna be 10 points of damage and my will saving throw is a 25 and you are unaffected lucy it is your turn next the ground's been moving a lot here and we have like broken platforms is there a lot of like rocks and debris in the area there is you consider loose yes Fantastic. Lucy is going to cast uh, Animated Assault, and she is going to draw in all of those um, loose bits and pieces um, and hurl them uh, at these creatures. I'm going to focus it uh, in the, uh, that space between the two mounds, and it has a 10-foot burst. Uh, so it should hit um, the orb and these two mounds. I will need a reflex save from all creatures within 10 feet of that point. So it is 11 for one of the mounds, 17 for the other mound, and 27 for the mass. Okay. Uh, so everyone who rolled below an 18 fails, and they are taking max damage. I rolled two 10s. <laughs> So that'll be 20 points of bludgeoning. Um, and then uh, it doesn't, I think it's just a save or suck. It doesn't say that they do anything if they succeed on the reflex save. So I think the uh, the third one is fine. And with her final move, uh, she will use her shield game trip. Okay. Um, because I forgot to do this at the start of your turn, can you roll me a uh, will saving throw? It won't affect what you just did because uh, that's my bad. 24 that succeeds you are fine uh and it is darla's turn next can darla please uh roll me a will saving throw uh 19 19 does not succeed so with a uh 19 fails uh the ability comes into play and it causes uh darla to become groggy forgetful and uh due to that their actions will become slowed gain the slowed condition all right uh Douglas going to keep her distance and just throw a javelin out the uh, yellow thing in front of her for a 27 to hit that does hit uh 11 points of damage and it is now your turn all right uh, Julian's actually going to move into this space right here. I need Julian to roll me a will saving throw. Uh, 18. An 18, uh, I believe, uh, does not succeed. So, uh, they are, uh, as your little invention starts kind of walking towards 
their uh, orders begin to become fuzzy uh, and uh, because of that they are confused and they gain the slow one condition. He is going to explode in a 10 foot radius getting both of those guys. They need to make a DC 20 basic reflex save. Oh, and it's also going to get the orb. Okay, uh, they both fail, and the orb, the orb succeeds with a 31. So both primordial thingies will get 15 electricity damage to themselves. So Julian kind of just jitters there for a hot second, and you see a spark come out the side of his helmet, and there's just a moment of, huh, hope he doesn't, you know, fall apart, but he's overall fine for the moment. But that is him. Uh, Anthony's going to use his actions now. Uh, Because the snake's in front of him. He's going to strike at the snake. Uh, 14 does not hit. That is him, then. Annalise, it is your turn next. I'm going to use Daze um, against... One of these big weird blob things. Uh, let's go for the red one because it's closer to me. So, could I please have a basic will save? What level is that spell? Uh, level one. Level one. Okay. So, as you start casting that spell, it's going to use its reaction to confiscate spell kaleidoscope type color that uh, bubbles from beneath this uh, black and earth ooze almost absorbs it and it actually starts looking a little healthier. Finally, is just going to be like, well, you know what? I've seen salads that dress better than you. Uh, it is Dorath's turn. Dorath is going to move further in and hope that it won't do that again. Um, <laughs> as he casts uh, flaming spheres, and he is going to cast it directly on top of that um, orb. What level is that spell? Uh, it says second rank. It's going to try and confiscate that spell, uh, and with a 19, it will succeed, uh, and it'll regain some temporary hit points. All right, that's their turn. Okay. Uh, next, it is our last giant snake here, uh, and it is going to uh, try and attack you, Anthony. Uh, does a does a thirty hit? Yeah. What's your What's your AC? Nineteen. So it's ten over. Uh, not if I shield. So I'm gonna shield. Okay. Uh, so you shield, uh, so it'll do regular damage. So you're going to take four points of piercing damage and it is going to try and strike at you again. 14 doesn't hit. No, it does not. And one more time with a bigger multiple attack penalty, but it is a natural 20 to hit you. Mm-hmm. You take... 20 points of piercing damage. And that is its turn. Next, we have one of the end primordial oozes, Titus, with as it uh, stretches out uh, almost a limb-like pseudopod uh, and tries to hit you. 
That is a miss with a natural one, but it will try to again. And uh, that is a hit with a natural 20. And it, you will take 22 points of damage. That is its turn. And now it is Marcella's turn. There is a sigh of resignation. So she is going to have to double action, double stride. Next to the primordial creature, I will give you a will save. 22? 22 does succeed. She is fine. Uh, stride twice. Rapier of the holy energy. Uh, 25 to hit. 25 definitely hits. It is well over 10, uh, so it is critical. Uh, 5, 6, 11 plus 8 is 19. Does she have anything else you would like to do? That was all three actions. Okay. Perfect. And now it is another one of the primordial things turn. And it is going to try and it's a breach of 10 feet. Uh, it is going to try and hit you with a pseudopod, uh, Lucy. Uh, does a 16 hit you? No. Okay. And it will try one more time with a does a 19 hit you no so as you see these pseudopods try to hit you just narrowly misses you uh and that is its turn next mo mo with the bow mo with the bow it's gonna use his bow it's gonna be like some tick out his bow he's gonna use that same attack uh, it's going to use his hail of arrows. It's going to be like, you know, right, I've had enough of you, you wee munchkin. Let's do this. And we've got, oh, I rolled a 13 plus 11, so that's 24. Yep, that is also above 10, so it is a critical. 15 points of damage for the first one. Okay. Next attack. Ooh, uh, How do you want to do this? It's had six, 15 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to be like, right, you know what? I've had enough of this, okay? I'm just, I, I, I don't even want to be here anymore. I just want to end this and go home and have a pint. And he takes out his bow and he's just going to straight through the middle of it. Beautiful. Uh, so the arrow slings straight into the middle of it and it starts swirling and bubbling even more violently. The uh, bits of light uh, shining chaotically underneath it and it pops like a bubble. And I need Marcella, Titus and Julian to make me a, uh, uh, which one is a reflex? He's it, it, going to do a quick shout out to them. He's going to be like, um... Watch out, guys, you're in the splash zone. <laughs> Matching 28s for Marcella and Titus. Okay, uh, and Julian? Julian's just a little guy and rolled a 15. Uh, okay, so uh, Marcella and Titus, you are able to kind of move away from the splash zone. Uh, Julian is not so lucky, though, and it, he does take eight points of acid damage as this thing bubbles up. Let's, let's regular short bow the other big slimy goopy thing. I can't remember my camera to show you. <laughs> That's my second nat 20. <laughs> nice. Yo. Okay. Do, do you want to take up my spot uh, as the ranger of the party? Like... Nobody wanted to, so the start of this session, I was like, this is going to be awful. 
if I need two points of damage. Still up, but it does take a good chunk out of it. We're back up to the top of the round with Titus. I'm going to use an action to sprint this way. Hey, can I have this creature make me a reflex saving throw, please? Sure, if you make me a will saving throw. <laughs> yeah, I'll trade you. Yeah, like 25. Okay, you're fine. Yeah, uh, it can definitely do you a reflex. It's all. It's not. It's not dexterous. Uh, how about a 10? That's 10 under. It critically fails. Ah, okay. What's happening is I have an ability called Surprise Snare now, and I can manually activate any traps that I have on hand as part of a, like, melee action. 43 points of piercing damage. Yeah, how do you want to do this? It only had 12. (laughs) So Titus was in the pseudopod of the first um, primordial ooze, and it, like, reared back in pain as it was popping, throwing Titus into the air. And through the glint of the sun, he is like... But over tea kettle falling, spots the ooze right underneath him and rears back his fist. The uh, his um, fist folds upward and a spike protrudes out of it. And as he impacts downward, it basically pile drives a wooden spike into the creature. And then <laughs> he notices it royal, undulate, realizes what's going on, just says, Oh, buckets, I'm gonna make you that reflex saving throw. Titus, Julian, and Lucy make me that reflex saving throw. 20. Lucy rolls a natural one. Julian's still a little guy and rolled a 17. It's only four points of acid damage. Uh, If anybody else, uh, how much did you roll, Titus? 20. 20. And you save, so you don't take any. And how much did Julian roll? 17. But it's not critical, so it takes two acid. The orb itself, the earth around it starts swirling as if it's going chaotic, going crazy, trying to find the next thing to do. And you see that the earth around you is becoming less solid, Titus, uh, and Julian as well. Go ahead, Lucy, it is your turn next. Uh, Lucy is going to use Spell Strike with her Produce Flame uh, and try to hit that eye. Okay, go ahead. Does a 21 hit it? That definitely does hit it. Uh, That'll be a total of 11 fire damage, and she will enter the um, arcane cascades, but nothing will trigger with that yet. As you hit it, it engulfs the eye, even though it is half buried, and it gives a nasty pop, and all of you hear this echoing feminine scream. Darla is next. Uh, can she give me a reflex? Uh, a will, sorry. Saving throw. Uh, 19. Uh, does not succeed. Uh, and she, so she is still, uh, slowed one. That's fine. She's just gonna throw a javelin at the purple orb. 27. That does hit. She'll do 14 points of damage to it. As it strikes, um... you see this mass just pop, just just start growing and growing and growing, and it pops. And I need everyone to roll me a reflex uh, saving throw. Uh, 26 for Lucy. 23 for Titus. Uh, 30 for Julian. 29 for Annalise. 27 for Mo. 24 for Dorath. 
30 for Marcella. Uh, anyone who got under 28 fails. Uh, and those that saved, uh, you take half damage. Uh, 15 points of lightning damage. Annalise, you take none as you see a shadowy female figure with big bright wings stand in front of you and protect you from this. And in an instant, it is gone. Do I recognize it or anything? Uh, it is familiar to the shadowy figure that you made a deal with in that basement. See, things pay off. But as that happens and that flashes, the battlefield is empty now. The earth is getting stable. Um, and things quiet down as you have succeeded in your fight. Annalise, as you stand there, you see something shining on the ground. Carries on walking. No, she doesn't. She'll she'll pick it up. <laughs> you pick it up, and as you do, it is a very familiar necklace, one that you have seen up close a lot of times when you have been in the arms of Kalina. It is a simple necklace with a pendant of a raven, and with that, we will end our game for today. And we'll see you after holiday break. Thanks for joining us for today's adventure. If you have a spare moment, please consider taking a minute to leave the cast a comment or review on your platform of choice. We know a lot of folks can't listen to the show live, and we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to support Nexus Adventures and other shows like it, consider joining us at patreon.com forward slash the hype goblin for our Patreon only podcast, access to our Discord community, and more. Thanks to all of our Twitch subscribers and Patreon members. Your support makes shows like this one possible. Annalise was played by Robin. Anthony was played by Jen. Titus was played by RJ. Lucy was played by Sarah Roberts. Your GM for this show was Alyssa Vamp. Check the show description for links to cast social media accounts, affiliate links, and more. Next Adventures records live Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. EST. Check hypegoblin.com forward slash events for the show's full live event schedule.